Welcome to the Perspectives on Healthcare podcast, where members of the medical community from different roles, venues, and locations share their unique perspectives on quality healthcare, its future, and how to improve it. Now, from the Your Keynote Speaker Studio in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, here is your host, Rob Oliver. Thank you, and welcome to another episode of Perspectives on Healthcare. In this episode, we are continuing the Patient's Perspective Marathon. This is episode number five in that marathon and features an interview with my good friend, MJ Calloway. Enjoy the interview. Hello, what's your name? Uh, MJ Calloway. How are you, Rob? I am wonderful, MJ. Where are you from? I'm from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, the same hometown as you are. And I wanted to give a shout out to you. What a fabulous event that you are putting on. And talk about something that is outside the box. I mean, congratulations for taking this on and cheering you on that you break that record. Well, thank you so much. I appreciate it, MJ. I, I, here, you are a definite part of this. And I, I'm going to say this, and I think I, I want the record to reflect this. And by the record, I don't mean the Guinness World Record. I would just like it for posterity's sake. I'm not doing this alone. There are mm-hmm. 140-something people that I am interviewing. There are 20-something people who are serving as witnesses to this. So um, I, as much as my name will be on the record, um, there's going to be an asterisk that says um, he did not get here by himself. It's the wonderful people like you who are making this all possible. So thanks for the encouragement. Absolutely. You built your power team. You know, power team is one of my things that I talk about. You built a power team. Everybody you had mentioned right there with who's recording and everyone you're interviewing, that's part of your power team. Excellent. What MJ, listen, I'm really excited that you're here for one simple reason. And that is uh, you are, there are people who were thinking about getting off of the stream when, until they saw you come in and then they're like, no, no, we're sticking around because MJ's here. So kudos to you for uh, increasing viewership. Thank you for doing that. Uh, So let's let's start here. Uh, Tell me about yourself and your experiences in healthcare, please. Absolutely. So I am a speaker, keynote speaker, as you are. And my sweet spots, I have three, and that's resilience, communication, and sales. I have just published my 12th book. So I'm an author and I'm also a trainer when it comes to, and a a podcast host, when it comes to my healthcare experience, I am a two-time breast cancer survivor. I am also a domestic abuse survivor. So Mm. I have a little bit of experience being on the, I'll say the guest side of the healthcare system. Yeah. I mean, I'm sorry, no, I'm sorry about, to hear about your, um, you know, your domestic abuse experience. That That's terrible. I am, the fact that you have experienced cancer twice is tough, but here's what I love about you. And I'm, I'm going to give you shameless plug for MJ Calloway <laughs> as a speaker. And that is, I've interviewed you on my learning from smart people podcast. And we talked about your bounce up concept. Can you just briefly explain what bounce up is 
and how it applies to your healthcare experience. Oh, thank you so much for asking, because I am the creator of the Bounce Up Principle. And you love analogies, as you mentioned in the prior interview. So quickly, bounce, I say bounce up rather than bounce back. Think about the inflatable punching bag that you had a kid, as a kid or maybe one of your kids had. It's inflatable, water on the bottom or sand that holds it in place. You punch it and it bounces down and then it bounces right back. It never moves, it never grows, it never learns, it stays in status quo. However, bounce up, when we think about a basketball player who's on the court, he's in the paint, he bounces up higher than everyone else. He grabs the ball, he now has control of the ball, the next play, the court, and possibly the game. He takes control. Bounce up, we control what we can control, whereas bounce back, we let the situation control everything. And with my healthcare, and that's how Bounce Up came about. You know, it even though it's a horrible situation to have a major disease, we grow so much when we go through anything such as adversity. And I came out on the other side because of believing in the principles of Bounce Up. So looking at it, what could, when I was going through both, and both, both of the diagnoses were within five years, the last five years. One was in 2016 and one was in 2019. So almost back to back and looking at it, what can I do to improve my life? What can I do to improve my lifestyle so that I can bounce up, so that I can be stronger and better than ever before? So thank you. No, no problem. I summarize your bounce up principle with the idea of when you bounce back, you just get to where you were. When you bounce up, you end up being better than you were because of your experience. So fantastic. Yes. Uh, tell me, have you met a healthcare hero along oh your journey? Somebody who's doing it right? Absolutely. And I'm going to name a three my three doctors. Dr. Meta with the Hillman Cancer um, Center in Monroeville. Dr. Diego, who's with McGee. And also Dr. Dela Cruz with McGee. And all three of them are heroes because not only did they take their time with me, because every single appointment I went in with a notebook and having a writing background, you can imagine the questions I had. And they moved beyond, you had talked about the 15 minute segments a lot of doctors have. They moved beyond those 15 minutes. They gave me the time I needed to satisfy my questions, my curiosity, and then their team, because they start at the top, their team is the same way. Everybody on staff, because of their gracious attitude, everyone else follows. Yeah, um, shout out to those three uh, for the work yeah. that they're doing and the impact that they've had on your life. I, I, I think it's so important I, one of my earlier guests mentioned this, that we all have healthcare horror stories and mm -hmm. we, we can complain about who's doing it wrong. Let's salute the people that are doing it right. So Absolutely. And there was one, there was one time where I had had uh, my genes tested just to, to see if there was anything else in my background. And Dr. Mehta had said to me, so this is the oncologist, 
he said, he asked me if I had a t the test done. And I said, yes. And he says, I don't see it in your record. He said, not that I don't believe you, but until I see it, I'm not believing it. He says, no, I'm OCD like you are. And I'm chuckling because I'm thinking, I didn't realize I was OCD. But I guess from his perspective, you're going in with a notebook. You probably are. <laughs> so, right. But so. being very diligent to make sure that I had that test and he could look at those results. Right. Okay. So I'm going to acknowledge something right now. And that is we are an hour in and I've already, um, I'm questioning where I am in this. Uh, I think, I don't think I've asked you this yet, but did I ask you what does quality healthcare mean to you? You have not. So, okay. <laughs> so that makes up. And that is, there's so many things that encompass that. The first that I would say is for it to be available and affordable to everyone. That would be first. The second is to the, I only had one experience and that was early on with the first diagnosis with a technician who treated me as if I was an automobile. She okay. was very mechanic-like with it. She came in, she said, this is it, expect surgery, which is not even how the treatment went. But she treated me like an automobile. After her, everybody else was fabulous. And so for those who are treating, I call guest, as an automobile, don't be a mechanic about it. So that would not be quality healthcare. Quality healthcare is what Dr. Diego and Dr. Dela Cruz and Dr. Meta are doing. They are treating you not only what you're doing there for whatever diagnosis you have, but also your entire life. They knew about my business. They knew what I needed to do. They knew that I was writing a book. They knew I was in the process of writing Bounce Up. So they went beyond what the symptoms, whatever the symptoms were, they, they knew the whole life. So quality healthcare is one, treating us like a guest, two, I guess I say rather than a patient, because when you're treating someone like a guest, it's more of an individual. I think sometimes when healthcare, and I'm speaking about this technician, she was thinking about as a patient, and then that's so mechanical. Whereas the other three doctors I mentioned, they were treating me as an individual, as a guest. So there's a different mindset there. And then with it, looking beyond, it's beyond this the symptom. There's so many alternatives. And fortunately, Dr. Mehta, when I had said I wanted to do acupuncture, I wanted to see a nutritionist, he was right there with me and gave me names of an integrative doctor that I could see. So looking at what, it isn't always textbook because we're human beings. We need those alternatives. We also need the holistic approach at times. So it's looking beyond the person and what that diagnosis is. It's looking for as the whole life that they're leading. Okay. So let me again, summarize what I heard you say. And okay. that is, uh, you had the, the practitioner who was treating you as an automobile. And what, what I'm thinking is they looked at they looked at the diagnosis and were trying to fix the diagnosis. The others looked at you as a person and were trying to treat you in a way that helped you live your life. Is that summarized properly? 
Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. Good. I, I, I'm listening. I'm, I'm, I'm learning something. This is good. Uh, what do you wish your medical providers understood about you? And I will have to say they did. They did understand me. They knew that if, and I'll give an example. The very first time, this is after I was completely through treatment and, and treatment was a long time. I had almost a year and a half of chemo, 30 sessions of radiation, lots of surgeries. So, and that was the first time, then a second time. The, so the first time I went in, this was for a checkup and the PA said to me, where's your notebook? Like, that's how well they knew me. Well, at that point, I was going in for a checkup and all my questions had been answered. But sure. that's how well they knew me. And they're part of what I call my power team. We are a team. And I would, when it comes to expectations, I think as a guest on our end, we need to be part of that. We need to be doing our research and educating ourselves so that we can ask those questions so that they can be part of our team. And so with it, I was part of the team with them. I didn't expect them to give me something to cure me and then move on. It was an ongoing relationship. So I have to say my medical team, they, they really hit it. Like they were a grand slam knocked it out of the park. We're all, we're all good with the analogy. Okay. Um, you've mentioned this a couple of times. Talk to me about this idea of a power team. What does that mean? The power team is, so we are working together. It's a partnership. And I talk about that. You can have a power team in your business. You can have a medical power team. And when I was going through treatment, I had as part of my power team was my medical staff. I looked at them as a partner, not that they were up here and I was down here. We had one goal. When you're part of a, a power team, you have one goal. Think about the board for a nonprofit organization. The board has one goal. You know, it's to grow that membership. It's to make them profitable. The And when it comes to my medical power team, they are trying to get me healthy. I'm trying to get me healthy. So we were working with one goal. And on that power team, in addition to the medical team, I had a group of, I called them my prayer divas. So they were praying for me all the time. And then I also had a wellness coach. So they were all part of my medical power team. We were all working, and I had a nutritionist too. We were all working for one common goal. And that was for me to be healthy again. Yeah, I, an excellent idea. And it, surrounding yourself with those kind of people is going to help keep you strong and, and it makes things better. What a great concept. I love it. Uh, what is one thing medical professionals can start doing today to improve the quality of healthcare? I'll go back to something I had mentioned, and that was to think to shift that mindset, as I like to say, flip it, flip it that everybody who's coming into your office is a guest. When you think of them as a guest, it's a completely different mindset rather than thinking about them as a patient. Because a lot of times in, I've been part of clinical trials and you get a number. 
So, and when you are a patient or you get a number because you're part of a clinical trial, you could end up being thought of in a mechanical way, the way that technician did, rather than as a human being. So when we think about the, the other person as a guest, and I say this in my trainings when I'm talking to salespeople, you know, think about every person who walks into your place of business as a guest. They're a gift to you. And think about it as a mindset of curiosity. What do they want to know? What do they want out of life? What are their expectations? It really does change the mindset. Okay. Um, so do you mind just sticking around for a couple more minutes? My next guest hasn't arrived yet. So I've got, I've got a couple more sure. questions that I would love to talk to you about. Is it okay? Uh, <laughs> you're talking about viewing patients as a guest and not as a patient. Uh, let me, let me throw in mm -hmm. another idea that I've heard. And that is talking about them as customers. Okay. So mm -hmm. from, from your viewpoint, you were talking about viewing them as a guest and a guest is someone that you want, that you want to be there, that you want to treat properly, that you want to give the best of treatment. If I say treat them as a customer, how does that resonate with you? And, and what would that concept mean for you? And that would be very businesslike and as I had mentioned, I always tell when I'm working with sales teams and business owners, we want to treat our customers and our clients as a guest. Because okay. when we treat them as a guest, it's a different mindset. When we treat them as a customer, sometimes we, we create this wall. Whereas when we treat them as a guest, we are more open to having a conversation. So think about it. If you had someone walk into your house and you treated them as a customer, you have a, how would you think about that, Rob? Sure. I, yeah, it's a, it's a transaction based uh, idea in which I'm trying to sell them something. Yes. Whereas when you think about, okay, if you're having me into your house for dinner and I'm open to that, you and your wife can have me yeah. <laughs> when you're having me over for dinner, what type of it, it's, what is that? Got it. It's more of a relationship. Yeah. Okay. So when we think about anyone as a as a as a guest, then it's more of a relationship. Okay. So let me let me tell you kind of what I was thinking with this, and that okay. is, um, when when you um, in the medical community, when you view someone as a patient or as as a diagnosis, a, a patient mm -hmm. has to come to a medical facility for treatment. A patient is dependent on the system to receive the care that they need. And so in that way, when you talk, when, when they're viewed as patients, it removes their power. It removes their choice. They are, they're locked in and they're coming here because I have the answers and I'm important. Whereas to me, when you move them to being a customer, a customer has a choice and, you know, in your sales training, in your business training, if you if you are not taking care of your customers, they can go, they will shop elsewhere. They don't have to buy from you. And so uh, I was just thinking about it from the perspective that when a patient comes in to treat them with the understanding of, I want to make sure that they want to come back and that they want to keep buying the service that I'm providing. D does that make sense at all? It does make sense. It does make sense. And then 
so yes, that does make sense rather than a patient because we do anytime that we are getting a service from anyone in healthcare, we do have a choice. Not everyone takes that, they take that choice, but they do have a choice. So, and with it, and I think that's why now, anytime you have any type of service in the medical field, you get a survey because the medical field wants to know if that doctor or if that PA or whoever is working with you, if they're actually giving you great, let's say, customer service. Right. And, and these days, um, sometimes their, um, their payment structure is based on the results of those satisfaction surveys. And, you know, if you're not satisfying the, if you're not satisfying the customer, the patient, the guest, then um, it's going to affect your bottom line, which I think is a, is a very powerful way to, to line everything up. Definitely, definitely. So, and that's also why you can make comments on the the website, the healthcare systems website underneath the doctor's name. You also, because I had to have a tumor removed from my parotid gland in between those two diagnoses, and I was able to contact the doctor through the surgeon through the website to ask a question, and. So that was on a Thursday, Friday morning, he called me. Hmm. I mean, that's the, the difference in having great health care, you know, having great health care service. Yeah. And I think that the way that our world exists right now really changes the paradigm because a lot more power is given to the patients with Google. You can leave a review of your doctor that everyone can read. And so it's no longer just a, you know, I complained to one person, but now I'm able to put information out there that says to everybody, this person isn't giving me the treatment that I need. This person treated me this way. I had this experience and really it, it changes, it changes the power structure. Do you, do you agree with that? Absolutely. It does. It does. It, and I didn't even mention that was Ioneer Hospital. I didn't even mention Dr. Lee. He was fabulous. So another, I was just very fortunate to have really great care and experiences. Yep. So it's, um, is there, did Dr. Lee provide the same type of quality service that the others are, or what was it that made Dr. Lee special? So he did, he provided the same exact and he answered all my questions again taking my notebook with me answering all my questions because with that i ended up having a numb mouth and so i needed to find out okay how long am i going to have this issue because as you know being a speaker being a trainer you know our, our mouth we really do need our mouth so he was great about giving me okay on it probably won't happen on the long side. It could be three to six months. More than likely, it will be two months. I probably wouldn't do it or two weeks. He said, I probably wouldn't do anything before that. You know, so giving me those time frames of when I could actually start booking things. Yeah. I, and again, what they're doing is they're, they're looking and they're adapting their treatment plan based on what's going on in your life. And, and yes. so, um, like how, who initiates that? Are they, are they asking you the questions about your life or are you saying like, Hey, this is where I'm coming from. 
and kind of where's the balance in sharing that information? In, and I also, I, I initiate the questions. Before I go to any appointment, I have a list of questions. Even when I go to my PCP, I'll ask a list of questions. I'll have a list of questions. So I initiate those questions and they are great about answering it. And then because I've asked a question, they're spinning off other, either other tidbits of information or asking me another question to qualify before they answer. So a first question from a guest can open the dialogue to a great experience. Fantastic. Listen, MJ, thank you so much for being here. I appreciate you sharing and I appreciate your perspective on healthcare. All right. Thanks, Rob. Good luck. Take care. Thanks for listening to Perspectives on Healthcare. Visit perspectivesonhealthcare.com to learn more about Rob Oliver or to subscribe so you never miss an episode. If this podcast was valuable, we'd appreciate a review on iTunes. Or if you tell a friend or coworker about the show, that would be helpful too. Join us again next time for more Perspectives on Healthcare.